As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Hey, this is a Sugar Shane, a friend of all and a lover of none. I got my co-host with me, Billy Dees. <laughs> uh, let me hear that again. You said a friend to all and a lover of none. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't love anybody. No, is that right? just, no, it ain't exactly that bad. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what that meant, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it's, yeah, I'd love some people gonna say if you don't love us anybody uh how about you let me sell your kids i could use some money <laughs> god ain't you got the heart uh how y'all doing i'm doing okay been good the last few days how'd you have what this is what i might have said you had to have a good damn weekend hell this is thursday you had a good week it's so far thursday man you had a good week so far i should say yeah can't complain it's been all right i've been reading up on this photography book that my mom got me for my birthday so just kind of learning some new techniques and stuff it's a national geographic one so it's a very good one. <laughs> oh, okay so now you're learning like that you got to hit the uh button in order to take a picture more or less yeah oh, i knew that okay. part but there's like ways you can hit the button and sometimes if you look at the button like lovingly before you snap the picture right. it turns out to get a better one yeah i've heard that one too yeah. Now it's mostly stuff about like white balance and apertures and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of shit in there to learn. And yeah, now I have a camera mentally. that can actually do all this stuff, so it's kind of right. nice to be able to learn about it. You know, right? You can't beat a good camera. I mean, iPhones are doing. Don't get me wrong; I can take some damn good pictures now. Oh sure, sure, amazing. And you can edit them down somewhat and whatever. But there ain't nothing that takes place of a real photo shoot like a shot. Man, you can't capture color the same as with an iPhone as you can with a with a camera. The way they do it, you know, the way they make them, and, all. and if you can get an old fashioned camera and have to spend the money for the film, I prefer that. Yeah, I just kind of wish Photoshop wasn't so damn expensive these days. You know? Yeah, it is. It's Unless really expensive. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
Oh, Eagle Scout song. It said, National Geographic, what? No naked women? <laughs> no, just a camera book, buddy. Oh, man. Eagle but Scout's going to have to bring that Tuesday. He want to look at it. I'm sure if he looks around on the internet enough, though, he'll find plenty of naked women. Yeah, it ain't hard to find. No. Well, I got to mention it. I ain't trying to get out on unfamiliar territory real quick for you, Jack. But uh, that's Jack Casey was, by the way. Should have said that. But uh, Rude. I got to talk a little bit about the Browns real quick. Okay. They are currently playing, and they are now losing seventeen to fourteen. But it was a lot worse than that. And the reason why I think they're do one of the things that helped turn their night around is they put Baker Mayfield in, took that other dude out. They should have had Baker Mayfield in already. I, I don't know. I, I got, uh, yeah, you know, there's obviously a difference in quarterbacks, but this yeah. team has more problems than just the quarterback. Oh, no, it's not just the quarterback. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm not saying that. But, man, in the, in, in the second half, that other dude, his stats was two passes completed for out of ten attempts. And get this, for 12 yards. Yeah. I mean, you got to produce better than that. You got to be at a better level at the NFL. And I didn't see where he had a lot of sacks. I looked into that. Yeah, he had, he had pressure on him all the time. I will say that. Oh, did he? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm he not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big. Uh, this team. I don't understand. Over the last ten or fifteen years, they've had some good quarterbacks. Some not so much, but they've had some good ones. Yeah. And the one consistent problem has been they don't get any protection, and you don't have a strong running game. You can't consistently expect a quarterback to go out there and run for his life every single Sunday and expect results. Yeah. And I don't understand why somebody didn't say, you know what, since we're spending all this millions of dollars on on salaries, maybe we should get some of those linemen guys. Yeah. Yeah, spent a little less. Uh, so they've been some good runs tonight. Well, they're up. For, they're down. Yeah, they actually came back when they put this dude in. And I'm not saying he's solely responsible because he's not. I'm going to be honest with you. They, Cleveland does have one hell of a defense. Oh yeah, that, the defense was responsible for one of those touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that, yeah, the defense was remarkable. I think if if the offense could meet up with defense that we got. I'm talking about a Super Bowl caliber team, man. I'm not bullshitting. That's how good that yeah. defense is. But the offense is just lacking too much. Yeah. And now, with that being said, Josh Gordon just got traded to the New England Patriots. Did you agree with that? Me personally, I, you know, my tolerance for for people who have had every opportunity in the world handed to them, then blow and it. still and, and still manage. Yeah, I. I you know, I don't know what you can say about. You yeah, let me get I mean, the damn shot. That's all I want. Damn, I yeah. mean, Jesus, I agree with you. And I tell you this: he goes over to New England, and he tries that bullshit he did here in Cleveland. He yeah, won't be in, He won't do it. He won't put up yeah. with it, in New England. I tell you what: Bill Belichick himself will be up in the general office telling them sons of bitches either he goes or I go because I ain't. I ain't. I ain't coaching this shit. Yeah, that whole organization is going to be uh, not very tolerant at all. No, he just went and, to a uh, whole different no. ballpark. He thought Cleveland was bad. He ain't seen yeah. shit. Because they won't put up with it. That's why they have such a top-notch team, is they don't right. put up with bullshit. Right. But, 
Not you know, and, and man, if you did you hear about this roughing the passer? The, you know that you know the call roughing the passer. Like if you hit him yeah. too little, too late, and whatnot. Right. Right now, this time last year, we had nine rough of the passer plays called all year. You know how many we got now? I have no idea. Twenty one. I think it's getting. I mean, I understand everybody's wanting to be safe. We got the concussions, fears, and shit like that. But if you go get football, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. That's not what I'm saying. But these people are putting their, these people are putting their own lives into their own hands when they strap on a sport and they look and they say, "Hell, I put the helmet on. This might be a sign. This could be some dangerous shit." Yeah. Until now, I didn't know I could strap on a sport like it was a belt buckle. Right. So, I mean, I'm not saying concussions are good. That's not what I'm saying at all, because, quite frankly, they're not. <laughs> I'm sure they're not. You know, I couldn't, just, I couldn't agree with you more. I've never known of a good concussion. <laughs> but, but they know what they're getting into, so to speak. Right. And if you're going to strip the whole sport down, yeah. To nothing, man. It ain't gonna survive. Ain't nobody gonna watch that shit. Yeah, you so got, you got, you got to realize. A lot of time when these defenders are leaving the line three feet away from the quarterback at a high velocity of speed, and they get past a guard or a tackle, forward momentum will cause a lot of shit. I mean, hell, you can't help it. Right. You're already in motion. If the quarterback's throwing the ball, he's throwing the ball. You can't help it if you're diving for his ass at that time. So are they all going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya? Yeah, before that's, that's, about what it's, that's about what it's coming to. It's getting the damn big stupid shit now. Yeah. I mean, high school football, yeah, if you want to get real strict on that, you're dealing with kids that may not ever even get a shot at the pros. But these guys are in the pros, and they know what they're in there for. They know they're getting paid up some millions of dollars to do it. Yeah. So, I mean... If you go to take it away, why do you think hockey survives? Hockey survives what little bit it does. It survives because they only give your ass five minutes in a penalty box if you slash some asshole's face wide open with a stick. That's why it survives. You take that shit out of hockey, ain't nobody going to watch that. They're going to watch damn Mickey Mouse on ice first. Yeah. What if NASCAR had a bunch of bumper cars? Yeah. What nobody? If it wasn't no danger, like you knew you'd get out there and just not even worry about wrecking, there wouldn't nobody watch that shit. What if instead of hitting a ball with a bat, baseball, they just throw the ball? Wiffle ball. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can turn paintball into Nerf guns. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you got to know when to draw the line. It's getting a little bit monotonous. I mean, man. The quarterback is important, but it's like we've almost made the quarterback too important. And I can understand the argument. The argument is, you know what the argument is about, Billy? Oh, oh, I know what it is. It's not even about the safety of these quarterbacks, as they want to try to tell you it is. It's because if you get a bunch of teams with Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, out of commission because they've been hurt, you get ratings that drop because they won't watch oh, yeah. this shit without a starting well, quarterback. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, they, they, don't, they, don't want the, they don't want the stars to go down. And, uh, I mean, there is a concern, you know, as far as human safety goes, but there's also the part that, 
uh, you know, they're in a vulnerable position when they're passing and uh, they get hit easily and you got have these multi-million dollar stars going down. And this is at a, at a time when, you know, the ratings are not what they should be in terms of uh, television viewership as it is. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's the last thing they want is the superstars not to be in the game. Yeah, I would think not, in order to bring in the money. But that's just that's just my take on it. Uh, I think in order to ease up on some of the penalty calls. I mean, I do agree with. Uh, I don't. I agree with that call they had that started a number of years ago about excessive uh, celebrate in the end zone. I yeah, that was dumb. I don't. I, I'm, I don't care if you do a little, you know, twist the ball. So, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't care about that. I understand that. But I don't need to see a three-minute fucking break dance in the middle of the goddamn end zone every time your ass gets a fucking touchdown either. What about fireworks? fireworks I mean, yeah, yeah, that's about, about it. Hell, there was some of them. I thought there was some of them used to do them so damn long. I thought that's what was about to happen. I mean, you want to go back and see T.O.? See something, go YouTube some of his fucking touchdowns. He'd be in there cutting a damn rug, dancing, hand, uh, grabbing the football and signing it and throwing it out into the stands and shit every time he got a touchdown. He pulled a yeah. Sharpie out of his damn leg. He had it down in his, in his sock. What about a kite? <laughs> yeah. Guy, like, gets a touchdown and flies a giant, like, football, play, you know, kite. I'd watch that. Fly a kite? Yeah. Damn, you know, he would he, be more. He makes bored. the touchdown, he puts the ball down, whips out a kite, flies it, it can have a big, like, FU to the other team on it, you know. I say yeah. make it more extravagant. I'd be more entertained. Yeah. <laughs> there would be a halftime show in between each touchdown. Whip out a saxophone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you hear about Michael Jordan? What he did? No, I haven't heard anything about him lately. He just know, gave, he, did he, did he get he, his legs broken because of gambling again? No, nah, he gave $2 million to uh, Florence. Oh, yeah, I did hear that he made a donation. Yeah, that he, is correct. yeah it was a $2 yes. million dollar donation that he gave. He's from that area. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he went to North Carolina State. That's where college he went to when he, before he went to Chicago. All right. But, uh, yeah, he, he was well, from cool. around that area. And so he donated, giving back to his, you know, his land, you know, where he was from. North Carolina's in badass shape, man. People don't realize. Half, yeah. Oh, their yeah, roads, their sure. roads are flooded. They're in bad shape. Oh, about yeah. a half million without power, I was reading today. And you, and you know Gail that does that stuff with us? She's from yeah. Newburn. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, they got really hammered. She's okay. Yeah, that, yeah she, they really oh, got hammered. She's doing well, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they got hammered down there bad. But I thought that was uh, cool that he gave that $2 million donation, man. You know, oh, that was fantastic. Of course. You know, it was better than, you know, five grand, some crazy shit, you know. Nobody yeah. could give a hell a lot more. $2 million, I, you know, I guess cool. I can deal with that. That's, <laughs> you know, that, that's a lot of change. I mean, maybe he could afford more. I don't know. I don't know what the no, man's worth in that I don't, yeah. But still, $2 million is a lot of money. It don't make a damn who you are. Yeah, so as long as exactly he's not right. spending, or send, as long as he's not sending, say, two pennies taped to a postcard, you're good with it. What was he? What was ten to twelve million dollars, Eagle Scout? I don't know what he put down. But anyway, I just wanted to give that out there, let everybody know. Did you hear about Suge Knight? 
He yeah, he got 28 years. Yeah. 28 years in prison. You know how the hell... Listen to this shit, man. I don't understand how he got 28 years in prison for manslaughter. Listen to what happened now. 2015, Knight was accused of running over two men, killing one of them during an argument. Knight had faced one account of murder for the death of Terry Carter and one account of attempted murder in case of Claybone Sloan, who was maimed after Knight allegedly struck the pair with his truck. Knight uh-huh. had also been charged with one count of hit and run. He had faced life in prison. There was a video of the incident that shows a truck driven by Knight. It pulls into the entrance of a Compton restaurant near the site where the movie was filmed, and the driver is approached by Sloan, a security guard. The two men appear to talk for a few moments, with Knight still in his vehicle. Suddenly, the vehicle backs up, knocking Sloan to the ground. While still in reverse, the truck moves out of range of the security camera. The vehicle is then seen zooming forward back into camera range, running over Sloan a second time now. How the hell is that manslaughter? That's murder, brother. Yeah, I don't know. That's not manslaughter. It doesn't sound like it, but I don't know. I don't know the details of the case. I mean, it says it's caught on camera right here. I mean, damn, yeah. if, a, if a man damn, uh, now if he'd have hit him like he was standing in his way and he didn't know he was there and he accidentally ran over him and killed him, yes, that's manslaughter. Yeah. But the well, uh, second time. Thing is, the thing is, though, is that uh, to get a murder charge, like to actually go through, you have to prove premeditation. Like, he went there with the intent of actually doing it. I think that was kind of hard to prove in this case, if I was reading it correctly. That, that sounds like a big so they, yeah. So they went with the manslaughter charge because it was something that they could stick him on. Yeah. Well, he, got, you know what? he might have got more time with this damn sli- with this charge than he would have with murder. 28 years, that's a lot of time. Sometimes people don't even get that much for murder. Yeah. I've known people would get 15 years for murder. 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean, what kind of people are you hanging out with, dude? I don't know. So, <laughs> by the way, for those who are interested, here again, we're live. Uh, we're live on a Monday and a two, and Thursday nights, excuse me, Monday and the Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you can check out any of our podcasts at any time. We're on uh, Twitter at, at Sweet Truth Radio, and we're also on a Sweet Truth, uh, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast on uh, Spreaker. And you can stream them anytime. But at this time, at this time, which is pro- approximately 11.19 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with two minutes left, the Browns have scored a touchdown, and it's I believe it's 21-17. to 17. Oh, really? Hey! Yeah. I'll have the exact score for you for here in just a second. They got two minutes to try to come back. The, uh, the Jets do, correct. Yeah. I love it when my favorite football team scores some runs. Yeah. <laughs> scores some runs. Uh, y'all in a uh, market for a microwave? Either one of y'all? No, not really. Why? Amazon has just released a new one. Okay. And it, and it actually has Alexa built in. To the microwave, uh-huh. so oh, you can ask God. them. So you can ask the microwave how long you should cook something. Yeah. That's Holy cool. shit! 
we really Holy need to put shit. Wi-Fi enabled stuff in everything? Like, am I going to pick up a book next week and it has like a Wi-Fi code that I need to enable or you know read it? It's coming down to that, isn't it? Yeah. Like I saw um, not too long ago, I saw shoes that were USB enabled. Shoes. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's what I need. It's like so if they lose their charge, like they just turn into lead and I can't walk anymore. Do I have to that's pay crazy. a subscription fee? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. I know they, Amazon just released a, uh, quite a few new products. They released out. So one was an uh, update to an Echo screen or something they had. That was updated, a bigger screen. Where's my robot made, Amazon? Yeah. We're supposed to Where's be my flying, flying by car, now. Amazon? We're supposed to be, we should have been flying according to Back to the Future for three years now. Yeah. Yeah, but can you imagine giving most of the modern idiots driving cars around the power of flight? Oh, man. I don't think that would go so well. That would be something, wouldn't it? Texting and flying? Oh, God. That's a little terrifying to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, once you get up there, there ain't a whole hell of a lot you can do, though. Except, like, not hit buildings? Well, you don't really fly anymore. You don't realize that? When you get on a 757, the pilot's there in case shit happens. That's, he does know how to fly the plane. Hopefully, he knows how to do a good, safe landing crash if you have to, and you survive. If not, well, t- tough shit. But as far as once he gets that thing off the ground, it gets it in the air. That son of a bitch is on automatic GPS all the way to wherever it is till he has to land it again. He can sit back and take a damn nap. You wouldn't know it. He don't actually well, sit up there and fly the plane. Yeah. They monitor shit, you know. They keep, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But as far as him actually doing anything, he don't do that until it comes time to land. That's the way they're designed nowadays. They built in satellites, GPS deals. Now, now the planes, you know, like at Kent Airport, those you know, you have to fly. I'm talking about big passenger planes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of automation built into them, um, and it's not uncommon for planes that fly across the ocean to have the pilots take naps. As a matter of fact, they, they usually do that on some sort of a rotation. They're required to. Um, so, I mean, uh, so that when, like you say, when critical things come up in terms of descending and stuff like that, that they're well rested. Right. Well, you never you know if the computer's going to sit rigid in a chair for 10 hours. Going no. Across. Well, you never know if a computer's going to malfunction, too. I mean, hell, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. perfect. There has you to be somebody yeah. drink. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they know what they're doing if it comes to it. Yeah, of course, they can't fly the plane. That's not what they ain't got somebody like the UPS man up there. Oh, man, I drove a truck, but I ain't ever drove one of these. Damn it, what am I going to do? You know, it ain't like that. Yeah. It's somebody knows what they're doing. Well, we got to talk about this. It's unfortunate that i got to talk about it, but i tell you what. The world's getting in a shitting-ass mess. Maryland, Office Park. Pamon, Maryland, to be exact. We had another shooting today. Oh, we did? I must have missed it. it was a, and guess what? This is the weird thing. It was a 26-year-old woman this time. Really? That did the shooting. Hey, man, feminism equals equality. Yeah, I guess so. They got to get their numbers up, you know? It was at a drug store distrib- distributorship. And she was a temporary employee there. And she went to work. 
and she wasn't there very long because I think it was like they said 921 I think is what they said or sometime after 9 that was the uh, first call from 911 to, uh, okay. to 291 she shot and killed three people then turned wow. the gun on then of course she did what all them assholes do turned the gun on herself and shot herself and killed herself yeah, it's rare for a woman to do that. Yeah, it was, that's, that's what shocked me. Is that well, I, I had full expectation of coming here and seeing another, another nut job dude. You know, went crazy. And hell, I read it. I'm like a woman, 26 years old. Yeah, that Jeez. is unusual. Women usually use like knives, poison, or other right. things like that to dispatch people. And usually, it's only like one at a time. Say, like a husband or another family member. And right. uh, women do have a about the same ish amount of instances of uh, uh, family annihilation, but uh, yeah, hmm. you don't see a shooter very often, though. Although no, one of the first no. uh, modern school shooters uh, back in the day was a woman. Really, the one who said she didn't like Mondays shot at that school. I think she killed the janitor and the principal. This is back in, like the nineteen seventies. Oh, um, oh yeah, it was, it was way back. I think it was back in California. Hmm. And uh, before that, the uh, actually the record for most people killed during a uh, school violence incident was back in the 1910s with the bombing of a primary school by a guy who was pissed that he was losing his farm. Right. Damn. Yep. Killed uh, over 100 people, I believe. Hmm. Jesus. Damn, I guess that floor, I guess that farm meant a hell of a lot to him. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he'd also been fighting with the city council or something, too, so he loaded up this elementary school with a bunch of bombs, set them off, and then shot a few people and then killed himself, I think. Mm-hmm. That's the story, right? So it's not an entirely modern phenomenon, but... You know, oh, no. Uh, no, it happens. out every now and then. No, it does happen. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I agree that it's happened. It's probably happened even before that. It's probably happened thousands of years ago. But yeah, hell, for all I know, there might have been some woman sitting around in the Roman days in her bath and decided to jump out of it and start strangling the hell out of somebody. I don't know. But I'm just saying it's been more frequent today than it was in that time. We have a we have a frequency of it. I mean, hell, I don't know how many shootings we have this fucking year already. I mean, yeah. there, wasn't, there wasn't that many shootings or massive deals back in 1910 like there was in 2018. Nowhere near it. No way. I'm not getting into this argument again. Well, I'm not saying that, but you can't. You have to give me statistics. You have to give me facts. I have to see a 1910 that we had. You know, by the time September whatever 20th rolled around, we had nine, ten, whatever it is by now, shootings, mass shootings, in the same year, or mass killings. They don't have to be shootings. Whatever they decide to kill with. But I don't think it'd be there. If I, I hey, if they see it and I see it documented, hey. I'll, cor- I'll stand corrected, and I'll stay. I'll sit here and say I, I was completely wrong, because I'll, I'll own up to it. But I just can't see that being the case. So they ever figure out motive with this check, or was it just they're no, still they investigating? Haven't, they haven't, yeah, they're still investigating. They haven't figured out a motive yet. Like I said, she was a temporary employee there. Wonder if someone was told she wasn't being kept on. You know, a lot Damn. of temps try to get hired at the company by the time their uh, their temp work is up. So, I mean, I could see that as a reason. Oh, Eagle Scout said this incident was the third mass shooting in the last 24 hours. 
said on Wednesday a gunman wounded four co-workers at a software company in Middleton, Wisconsin before he was killed with a shootout with the police. So I guess they had a killing uh, the other day too. Hmm. I like Chris Rock's idea. Make all guns legal, but make bullets cost $5,000 each. Yeah, that would limit it. That's for now, I'm sure. I was like, man, I really want to kill you right now, but i got to save up and take yeah. out a second job. It'll be about a month, but yeah. um, I'll that get that 5000 eventually. By that time, it'd have been cooled down anyway. Wouldn't care. But that's awful, no matter what. Oh, yeah. You know, I, horrible. I, you have to feel sorry for the losses of those three people, you know, their families. Absolutely. Or even yeah. Scout said four did. But, uh, it's four, including the shooter. Right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I do feel sorry for the loss of that person's family that they're having to brace. They probably didn't know that this woman was completely went fucking haywire, lost her mind. Yeah. Maybe they should have seen signs. I don't know. I don't know what the case was there. Could they have seen it coming? I don't know because I don't know what the deal was. But still, and yet, you know, they're going to be in the light too now. So you got to feel sorry for them. This is not the kind of fame. This is not the kind of popularity you want to have. It's standing out in your front yard explaining why your daughter blew her fucking brains out. That's straight talk, but that's just the way it is. So I so I feel sorry for them too as well because this right. is not this is not what they want. Right. They didn't sign on for this shit. So I feel sorry for them in that aspect. And they've also lost somebody, too. And we don't know what the person was like 20 years ago or, well, she's 26, like 10 years ago. Whatever. We have no clue. So, hey, she did what she did. I've always said in that case, if you're that damn crazed and you went nuts to that far, just go kill yourself. Don't go kill everybody else with you because everybody ain't got to go with your ass. I'd rather you didn't, I would rather you didn't kill yourself. I'm not saying I'm not promoting suicide. I'm just promoting don't take everybody with you. That concept. Right. So, well, according to this, North Korea has agreed to shut down a missile site if the U.S. agrees to take corresponding measures. Says he uh-huh. wants us to shut down a missile sp- uh, site too. Do they even still have any nukes? Do we? No, they. I know they, we do. Oh, yeah, they state they, I mean, it's stated that they do, but I mean, I don't know if they have any actual, I mean, the, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know about the actual nukes, but I know they actually have the missile sites. They're still there. Yeah, I thought that they, uh, the last one they launched for a test, like, didn't work or something like that. Of course, they probably went all over, like, international media and said it did. But. Yeah, of course. They, they, I know, man, everything they do. Do you see us shutting anything down? No. I don't either. I don't either. And you could say that, but, you know, you live with two different concepts. People could say, well, if they do it, we got to do it, too. I'm like, no, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with two different mindsets here. You're dealing with a fucking nut over there that killed his own family. And all kinds of crazy shit this dude's done. As president. And and I'm not saying our president is, you you know, A class. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm stating that our government ain't nothing like that government. And nukes in the hands of those people, you can't have. Because you don't know who in the hell they're going to shoot. Well, most likely South Korea. Probably. So, they had a, they've had a meeting this past week, though. A summit meeting. 
North Korea and South Korea had another meeting. They flew in, looked at some volcano or whatever, and they were shown <laughs> they were shown holding hands and raising hands and joint, you know, laughing and cutting up with one another. But I tell you what, I said it on a podcast six months ago, and I don't know how many ever believed me or heard me. But you watch and mark my words when it happens. You go say, "God damn boy, that dude did say something new." And if they keep going at these summits the way they're doing, eventually there won't be no split in Korea. You watch. Yeah, the big problem. I'm not, though, saying, I'm not saying what the government will be. I'm just saying that I, don't, I think they'll merge back. I don't th- eventually. Yeah. One big issue, though, is like, what do you do with people who are effectively fifty years behind? Yeah. They need to be integrated into your society. That's one thing that I see standing in the way of uh, them unifying. Yeah, this, I don't know. That, that might be a ways off. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of politics involved in those surrounding countries, including the United States, in in the interest of of South Korea. I mean. South Korea is a pretty major player in the world in terms of the economy and stuff. Oh, yeah. Also, you know, uh, China kind of uses uh, North Korea as kind of a buffer state as well between them and Russia, which yeah. is another uh, thing that could get in the way of that. Yeah. Man, I don't know if it's going to happen. That's just something I've always felt will happen eventually. But uh, I don't know what the terms would be. I don't, like I said, I don't know what the government would be set up as. I have no clue. That's just something I think. If they keep, they've had this is I know their second summit meeting. I know they've had maybe more than that, but I know of at least two. And uh, they had another one. They say it went really well. They and, and uh, towards peace. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe North Korean leadership is finally sick of watching their people starve and all that too. That could be, could be. Yeah, they they know they got to do something. Hey, what are they going to do with them starving people? Rise up with stones and start beating the hell out of them. I mean, it's been it could happen. Probably My won't stone. happen because what people get brainwashed to the degree it doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, if they got any kind of sense in them, eventually they will. Yeah, I mean. People can only take so much shit. That's uh, true. In an interview, I don't know who it was with. I think it was on CNN. That, that makes a difference. Hillary says if Trump continues with the authorita- the authoritarian tendencies, authoritarian, yeah, that one could lead to dismantling of our institutions. Oh, they say that about every president. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, and I'm not a Trump supporter when I say this, and I've never been a huge fan of everything he tweets. That's no secret, as everybody knows on here. But the fact of the matter remains that yeah, he was voted in to get shit done, and it's not about whether he's an asshole or not. When people see things getting done, and I'm not being, and what I'm about to say, I'm not critical of Obama in any way. There's things he did I thought were okay. Some things he did I wasn't okay with. But I'm not a hater of Obama. Right. However, I don't give Obama full credit for the turnaround of this economy, as some people have done. Right. I don't think it was. I don't think it was full credit to Obama. I think that I'm not saying that I'm a big like I said I'm not saying I'm a big fan of Donald Trump but I do believe that some of the decisions he has made 
while being in president has affected affected the market. Now, will it stay that way? God only knows. We're talking about the market here. Who fucking knows? One thing could be up today and gone down tomorrow. But I think the way the things are going now and the increase in the market, I think that's because of him being president and making some of the decisions he's made. Yeah. so that's just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm a big yeah. fan of the guy. I'm not, but I have. I, I'm, I'm also well, bipartisan. It's a little so I give credit where it's due. Yeah, there's a little of both. And by the way, the Browns did win. Oh, so, cool, cool! Congratulations, yeah, Cleveland. Twenty-one to seventeen, and the uh, drought is uh, over. Yeah, Baker Mayfield uh, played a great game. He did. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, getting back to what you were saying, um, Obama does get a lot of the credit because he, during those uh, years, his policies and a lot of the the, the, the policies that they implemented forced a lot of big business, especially the really big businesses, uh, to streamline their operations. Okay, and then what, what happened then when Trump came in is Trump took a lot of those uh, regulations off. So what you essentially have is you had these streamlined uh, you know, business markets going through a door that was kicked wide open. Hmm. So between, between the two of them... Yeah. You know, and then that's something that you know. And Trump I wouldn't. Supporters, and I wouldn't. Trump supporters are never going to concede that, and, and Obama supporters are never going to concede that. But the the two of them work together to actually cause what's happening now. Now the big question is, and this is the hundred thousand dollar question, is how long is it going to last? Right. Is this, is, is this something that uh, you know has substance, or is this a bubble? That's right. something I was about to bring up. I mean, it can only grow and grow and grow so much. That, and we're also looking at bubbles that are starting to pop up with, like, student loans, housing, like, people not being able to afford housing. And so I'm wondering how long it's going to be before it crashes again like it did in 2008. Yeah, it very well could. So, I mean, it can't last forever. No. Yeah. No, that never does. You got to have, I mean, I don't guess the economy's ever been completely up for any length of time also some of those regulations that trump has gotten rid of um such as like the uh in the housing market where you can go from like you know zero percent down or zero dollars down again stuff like that on houses yeah is kind of what caused a huge crash in the first place yeah you have to be very regulation on it you're absolutely right so as soon as these banks start doing that stuff again and it builds and builds and more and more Americans go bankrupt again over this because we really don't learn our lesson in this country no. um, that's when I'm wondering when it's going to crash down so I think we're in kind of a honeymoon period right now but I give yeah. it a couple more years and there's going to be problems you know one of the other markets that I haven't heard a lot of people address is uh, the subprime lending market for used cars mm-hmm. That that's starting to get really out of control and you, you know it's funny that um you know the the people that are the poorest, the people that are the most vulnerable, the people that can't get good. Is somebody sat around and said, "Wow, this is let's come up with a way to make a lot of money off the poorest of the poor." Payday loans. Yeah, yeah that, that that's another one of the same thing. Sure. Yep. yep. And uh, but the subprime lending market right now, I I re- I really have a hard time watching some of these ads and hearing them on the radio you know come on in we don't care if you have a job we don't care if you're we don't care if you don't have any credit at all as a matter of fact if we can't get you financed we'll give you an ipod or whatever you know um, yeah you know 
Well, yeah, the thing of it is, is everybody gets approved. Okay, but what rate is it going to be, first of all? Okay, is it going to be something you can afford? And is the car that you're buying worth even what it's worth, uh, what it's priced at sitting on the lot? You know, here's what, just to give you a brief history of this. It used to be that years ago, uh, subprime loans were something that dealerships did as a favor. Okay, you know, like you got a really good customer. He's got a son. You know, his son's you know ran up his credit cards and you know caused all kinds of problems. And the guy says, you know what? Can you do something for my son? He wants to buy a car. Okay, so the finance manager would call around and get him you know financed on one of these subprime loans. And yeah, the interest rate was going to be high, but you know what? That's what you got to do to build your credit, right? So they would do this, and they, they would they would you know take care of the guy. Well, here's what happened as time went along. These little car lots started popping up. These pay here, buy here, pay here deals and all that kind of BS. All right. And what they what they found was is these cars are put on I'm not exactly sure how they work, but they're kind of put on these uh these uh little markets, you know, they kind of float around. And these dealerships pick these cars out of these uh, uh markets, okay? And they get them for next to nothing. All right, these cars aren't even worth their blue book value. Okay, and they 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 shine them up a little bit, you know, maybe fix the brakes or something, and, and they they stick them on the lot, and they say we'll get you financed no matter what. Okay, we're we're first of all, like I said, the car isn't even worth what it's marked at, and you come along and you pay this exorbitant interest rate. Okay, now you take that car. And you drive it. And let's say you pay on it for six months. You've already covered the dealer's cost. Mm-hmm. Okay? And now, if you start to fumble on that loan, what happens? It gets repossessed. And then what happens to it? It gets it again. Yeah, they just put it right back in the system. Yep. Now, what, what you end up with is in terms of investment on these POS cars, okay, versus the return. It's actually more profitable to regurgitate those cars than it is for a Mercedes-Benz dealership to sell a brand new car. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, like look at those rent-to-own places that prey on poor people. Um, yeah. Back oh, yeah. in high school, a friend of mine got one, got an Xbox from one. <clears throat> this was back during the first Xbox when it, you know, first came out, and he was paying X amount of money for it per month. And I sat down, and I did the math. And over, like, I think it was the three years he was going to pay off this, like, $400 Xbox. Yeah, I I shit you not. It would have ended up up costing him, like, $900. Good. Instead of if he would have just up front paid the $350, $400 for it. And that's just an Xbox. Like, we're not even talking, like, an expensive TV or set of furniture. And it's the same deal with them, too. The second you quit paying on it, they take it back and then sell it to somebody else and put that on a leave. Yeah. Well, that's what I did when I went to a rent place one time. I took a calculator with me, and I was going to get a TV. And I said, I don't mind paying a little bit more if I can get the TV now. Kind of like layaway to me. Well, in a lot of cases, it's like two to three times the price. Oh, that's what I was going to do. That. That's what I was going to say. I found me a $500 TV that I wanted. I did the math on it. By the time I paid it off, I would have played close to $1,500 for a $500 TV. I looked, oh, at Chris, yeah. I looked at Christina. I said, let's go. I said, I'll just save the money up and buy one. Hell with that shit. And I went home. I said, I ain't paying that for no damn television. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you know, just to follow up on what I was saying, and now that that uh, you know, this is it's become recognized that it's profitable to do this. Now you have these big dealerships taking part in these subprime loans; they're chasing them now, whereas before they wouldn't touch them ten years ago. Yeah. And uh, I, I I just have a real problem with that. And I'll tell you what really pisses me off is when I see these uh, you know these call for action reporters. Okay, these call for action dudes, you know, and this guy, you know, he's in his little trench coat and his little sunglasses and his big mustache, and he's uh, surveilling this garbage man who's taking a nap on the job. Okay, <laughs> and he goes up to the window and he bangs on the window. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Do you what do you want to say to the taxpayers who are paying you right now? And, and you know, I feel like saying, you know, this is. Uh, <clears throat> let me tell you something. When I get up in the morning. And I can I, I say to myself, who out there in this world is really trying to screw me? I'll tell you who it is. It's those garbage men taking naps. They're the ones that are really screwing me right up the ass. Okay. Now, he's the guy, that garbage man who just lost his job. He is the very guy who's going to need one of those subprime loans. Okay. Now, here's the question I have for Mr. Call for Action Reporter. These dealerships that are scattered all over the place, multi-million dollar operations, okay, these guys are raking it in off the people who legally, of course, they're raking it in. They're not breaking any laws. They're doing everything up. You know, now, whether it's ethical or not is another thing entirely. They're, they're promising these people who can't afford these lo- loans a free iPad and everything else that they can't get them financed. And they make it sound like getting a subprime loan is a party. Okay, it's not a party. It's, 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 it was designed for people who were desperate. Okay, it was never meant to be yeah. a party. Okay, now... All of these dealerships that are just screwing people right and left, I bet there's a lot of unhappy people out there, aren't there? Of course there are. I'm sure there's a lot of people who wake up several weeks or a month or two after they you know, realize that they got screwed, and they probably call around for help. Now, I wonder why these call-for-action guys never, never ambush one of these dealerships. Now, why do you think that is? I can tell you why. Uh, go ahead. Too much work. The problem uh, is, is now, that the, the problem is that, that these, these dealerships are their biggest advertisers. They're, these uh, de- car dealerships rec- uh, represent about thirty to forty percent of, of of a local television station's income. Oh yeah, what's more visible? The common man, though, a garbage man sleeping on the job, or tons and tons of numbers and um, fact sheets and stuff like that. I mean, the garbage man is more visible and more of a relatable thing than the car dealership would be to most viewers. I studied journalism, by the way. Yeah. Um, and that's and the that's problem. <clears throat> it is a shame. It's a shame that people are so short-sighted that something like a you know a, a car dealership or even like a mortgage lender would be screwing people on this kind of scale. But the thing is, like once the numbers get too big, people don't understand the impact of it. Like uh, when I was studying newspaper journalism, we were told we had a right to 7th or an 8th grade reading level. That's the highest the average person the average person can really comprehend. And so, you know, as a way of being able to be readable by the masses, that's what level we were supposed to write to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Once you go from, like, you know, uh, like a, a guy sleeping in his garbage truck costing the city, what, 10 bucks? There's <laughs> a lot more... There's a lot more relatable than um guy going and, you know, 
lending these cars, bringing them back, and then thousand plus thousand dollar plus thousand dollar. It's just it, it's not as comprehensible. Yeah, um, well, I, you know, I, one of these. Uh, I am not kidding. One of these sting operations that was featured in in in, in the last year or so. Do, do you know what? Do you know who they were chasing? And I am not making this up. Okay. It was one of these Cleveland uh, TV stations and had this big sting operation. And do you know who they were going after? They were going after one of the guys, and apparently there's two or three of them in Cleveland. They were going after one of the guys whose job it is to collect the nickels out of the parking uh, things. Because Because apparently after lunch, he would park in the parking lot and take a nap. Oh, no. Now I got it's almost you, like nobody's ever dicked off at work ever yeah, in their no, entire no, lives. None of those politicians in Cleveland are doing anything wrong. None of those big businesses are doing anything wrong. The guy who's really wrecking the machine is the guy who collects the change out of the parking meters. He's the one that has screwed up Cleveland. I remember a while back, <laughs> uh, one of those news stations had this like really big sting operation. They did two or three episodes, and it was just them catching like hobos masturbating in the library. Yeah. There's this big hyped-up thing. And, Damn. You know, uh, well, this guy was looking up porn in the library, and uh, we're going to do that for about three episodes instead of putting our station's resources toward, you know, government corruption or any of that. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I ever get confronted by one of these uh, one of these uh, call-fraction reporters, and they're going to have their hands full. Because I'm going to ask them some serious questions, and then I'm going to tell them, you know what? Why don't you go do something really important? Like go to a neighborhood grocery store and sign up, find a box of cereal that expired yesterday. Why don't you do something really important? Yeah, jerk off. Hey, I hear some dude. Uh, I hear some dude didn't put his cart back in the cart corral over oh, the yeah, giant eagle earlier. Yep. You should probably go investigate that. It's a real danger. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a couple of good ones up there, especially when they get on the utilities, because those utilities companies, they get away with murder. Yeah, in fact, I just got an envelope or a class action lawsuit thing in the mail for Ohio Edison. Mm-hmm. Going bankrupt or something like that. I don't know. I yeah. threw it away because chances are I'd like have to deal with it for two years and they get like a check for five cents in the mail. So I don't really give a shit, but... Um, you know, yeah, it was kind of interesting that that came out. I will have to give credit where credit is due. There's some good ones up there, okay, and uh, some good reporters up there that are looking truly looking out for the public interest. And some of the things that were going on with some of the utilities up there with people getting outrageous bills that could possibly be correct, and they couldn't get any help with these bills, and they you know, threatened to have their credit destroyed, threatened to have their utilities turned off. I mean, these people just... They, 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 somebody in that chain of, uh, of taking that phone call and passing, somebody has got to know that these people have been wronged. And I can't believe that nobody will do anything for them. I've got to say, if I was like a customer service rep and I had somebody like call me on my helpline asking why their water bill was like three hundred thousand dollars, I yeah. would think there's something a little wrong there, you know? Absolutely. You know, there has to be a problem somewhere. I mean, you would think somebody would have the wherewithal. Well, that's not my job. I gotta pass it up the line, and somebody else that does it. And everybody, you know, they, that that's the one thing when 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 you're in a, when you're in a business that isn't for profit. Um, that's the one thing I will agree with with conservatives on is that when your job doesn't depend on performance, you end up with shit like that. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, it's just 
it's interesting to me too because you got to figure like lawsuits and stuff like that over overcharging these bills and everything. Well, what that does is it costs the company more money. And what does the company do? They don't take it out of their profits, out of the goodness of their own heart. They jack up no. the wages for everybody else. Yeah, and, and and you know what? In the long run, they know that most people are not going to bring a lawsuit, and they know it's easier to just pay those people off and let everybody else suffer with their bills. Yeah. That's, that's what the logic is. They know that the amount of people that are actually going to challenge those bills is very small. And and it's easier just to pay off the ones with uh, with like you say the customers' money that make the loudest noise and let everybody else keep overpaying their bills. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason our healthcare systems and like the problem that it is now. I mean, you know, you got people going to emergency rooms and needing ex- you know expensive treatments they can't afford. Right. And um, you know, you can't tell them no. You can't like not treat the guy with the broken leg and let him go die of sepsis. So you treat them anyway, and then they just end up going bankrupt because they can't pay for it. And then the hospital leases the cost, and the rates just keep going up and up and up. It's the same principle there. Same with, like, the subprime mortgage loans, you know? You get people going underwater. Well, you got these empty houses now that nobody's making payments on and that are actually costing the bank money because in a lot of cases they got to pay for keep the electricity up to keep the water on so the pipes don't freeze. So in a way, when you're making these like really cheap loans, it kind of fucks everybody, not just the absolutely you know, does. The, it does uh, the poor, you know, the poor. So yeah, and it's always it always falls back on the poor. You know, it, it never falls up; it always yeah. falls down. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that amazing how that always works? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like look at payday loans, man. You get people who get trapped in loops in which they're paying more for the loan than they actually got in the first place because of late charges, stuff like that. And some yeah. of these places will even take the title of your car as Jeez. like some kind of collateral. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, been, I've, over I've, your I've, I've done title loans before. I don't like doing it. I've done it twice. I don't plan on doing it anymore. But uh. Oh well. Someday we'll all rise up with our torches and pitchforks and eat the rich. But until then, we'll <laughs> just kind of yeah. see how things go, huh? Yeah. But before we get off here, I do want to make mention of what this show is, what the title of this show is about anyway. As Peter Dinklage got his third Emmy this past week. I was glad to see that. Uh, okay. Plays Tyrion on Game of Thrones. A lot of people were upset. I don't know who all won what. I think, I've heard Game of Thrones took four home, I believe it was. And here, that was one That was one of them. But um, I, I was glad to see the other day I did a post with a poll. And from the last time I checked way in the lead was Game of Thrones over Walking Dead and I mean Walking Dead is okay show but it's got to come to a conclusion man I mean it's drawn out way too damn long I mean hell I mean how many damn bad guys can you run into and how many damn zombies can you kill they got to bring Uh they got to have a season where they start having some answers and some conclusions and wrap that shit up because I'm telling you they got people they've already from what I understand they've already went way the hell off the uh, comic book they're nowhere near what I from no what right I understand, here. zombies, uh, zombies and bad guys like reproduce asexually, so they kind of like bud <laughs> off, and then a, a yeah. bud falls to the ground, and it grows up into a brand new guy with a you know a baseball bat with a barbed wire trying to steal your food, and the cycle just continues. Yeah, that's why there are twelve seasons of The Walking Dead. Yeah, it must be. Just, it's so damn. Yeah. I, I like the show. Don't get me wrong. I like Game of Thrones better, but Game of Thrones is an epic. I mean, I know you don't like it, Jack, but. The thing about Game of Thrones is, twenty years from now, people will be still talking about the Game of Thrones. It's a classic. I don't hate it. Epic. I just couldn't get into it. Right, right. It's not for everybody. Like but I get yeah. why people like it. It's just too much for me, man. Like too many characters to remember. Too much 
bullshit. Yeah, it is I mean, a lot dude, of people. I can't watch a TV show in which I have to like post up pictures and like have like strings and pins going yeah, in. And sticky on. notes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not John Nash, all right? I don't need to expend that much brain power on something <laughs> I'm passively watching. Right. That's funny. John Nash has a But Everybody was on a roll tonight. I will say that. I'm just yeah. saying, I just, I think it's a little different. But I agree, there's a lot to remember. But uh, 20 years ago from now, Walking Dead will have its cult followers, kind of like Dark Shadows does now. But it's not going to be at the same level as Game of Thrones. That's all I'm saying. Game of it's Thrones like my is brother classic. He, because he's like, hey man, you got to borrow the Game of Thrones book. And he brings it to me, and it's like 800 pages. Oh it's yeah, like thicker than my head. I'm yeah. like, dude, there's no way in hell I'm reading all that. That's not. I happening. will. I will say this. I haven't finished it, but I will say it's a good damn read. I will say that. It's a damn. I don't know, man. Matter of fact, I don't know the way it's written. You may understand it better than you would the TV show. I don't have but, the attention span for because, a book over about 300, 400 pages. Oh, God. You, rare missed, exceptions. you missed out on so much great work, man. Oh, I haven't? Yeah, yeah, you have. The Stand by Stephen King. That book. Oh, War and Peace. Oh, I can't wait to read oh, that. Oh, not War and Peace, but The Stand. That's a, great, that's a great piece of literature right there, man. Stephen King. Already cut it in half and I'll read it. It's about twelve hundred words. Twelve hundred words. Yeah, about twelve hundred pages, I think. But it's a it's an excellent piece of work. It may not be quite twelve hundred, but I'd say it's at least eight or nine. I don't know, man. All of Stephen King's books, dude. Cut them in half. I'll read them. Uh, <laughs> nah, like if he's... you were able to edit it down to like you know three hundred <laughs> pages instead of like the nine hundred that it was, I would read the shit. Uh, out you'd of lose it, so but, much, though, man. You would lose so much if you cut that book in half. Good God, stand in half? Hell, you would... the three page uh, the three page description of the clown's knife. No, uh, yeah, okay. no, <laughs> no. He does good, man. He's an excellent writer. Excellent writer. He'll go down in history long after we're dead and gone. Yeah, he just uses too many words. Oh, he does. He, I, I, I'll admit. I'll admit. Sometimes he does get a little bit descriptive. Thank you. Where I don't even. I don't like to get that descriptive, even when I write. Because it's like I was telling Eagle Scout the other day. He said he likes a lot of description. I said I don't mind description where description's needed. Like if you're going to talk about the blade that a guy picks up that he's fixing to kill somebody with, you can give a good description. I don't need every guy I'm looking cranny, but you can give me a good description of that blade. But if there's a crack on the wall and that crack is not going to pertain to anything forwarding the story, I don't have to know the crack on the wall and how many damn lines it's got in and what dimensions and shit like that is if I'm not even going to damn use it. You know, or it's not going to be something in the story. So that's what I was saying. like Lord of the Rings and I couldn't get into, you know? Like, he was spending, like, two, three pages talking about, like, what food they were eating. Yeah, in the alley. he does. Like, dude, I don't he, give a shit. Kill something. He was a little lengthy. The difference between him and Stephen King was, is he was a little lengthy, but Stephen King, King writes more of an intellectual than uh, Tolkien. Nothing against Tolkien. He was a professor. But when you compare the two, it's like night and day compared to writing style. Stephen King, he uses he does use a lot of big words too, you know. So, but I, I like I like Stephen King. I like his ideas. That's what I like more than anything. But uh, I read The Stand when I think I was fifteen or sixteen years old, man. I read it pretty quick too because I couldn't put it down. It was a good book. Well, that was back before the television was invented, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the end of this show. We'll be back Monday night at eleven. 
p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, y'all have a good weekend. I don't know if y'all got anything planned. I don't know that I got anything. Yeah. I don't think I got anything Nothing planned. major. Yeah, I don't have anything planned except playing my new Madden. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I might take the camera out this weekend. I don't know. It depends on what Quinn ends up having off and all that. So We're going to play D&D, but it got canceled this weekend. So. Oh, God. I know that was like an arrow to your heart. Yeah, I'm going to go cry into a pillow now. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Eagle Scout said, great show. Oh, thank you. And, uh, Sounds funny. With that being said, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, maybe next, maybe this Monday, I'll come back at us with some stats because we do have another new country. That oh, that'd be cool. To. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, all right, y'all have a good one. Hey, thanks yeah, a lot, bye. everyone. Have a good night. right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices lowe's does it right too with savings during craftsman days hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a craftsman 20 volt max four tool combo kit featuring a drill impact driver reciprocating saw and task light for just 149 dollars and pick up a 17 inch gas string trimmer for only 129 dollars whatever projects are on your list do it right for less start with lowe's offers valid through 6.5 u.s only You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on. And at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals, like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only.